Welcome to this second session in Understanding the Times. And in this session, I'm going to look at woke at work in society. But what is woke? Stay woke is derived from the phrase stay awake. And it's an internet slang term often used to demonstrate the need for awareness of an issue, particularly those relating to social justice. And so far as that goes, it's all well and good. However, behind the term woke, particularly when it's used by some of our more activist members of society, it uh, is a philosophy, an ideology, actually, which is quite destructive and divisive in society. Let's have a look and see if we can find it at work. The Cosmopolitan magazine, February 2021 issue, has this cover. This is healthy, it says. Obviously, the magazine is hitting out against fatism, the belief that larger people are victims of oppression. And it's not talking about just insensitivity and making people feel bad about their weight, but it is also actually politicizing fatness where an identity group's lived experience is even more valid than scientific evidence. There are websites that you can go to that will direct you to doctors who will never say that you are obese. There's a doctoral thesis from Karlstad University in 2017, a systematic stigmatization of fat people. Susan Brandheim says in the abstract of her thesis, says a pervasive stigmatization of fat people was made intelligible from a systemic perspective. What is this if not the complete politicizing of obesity and people who struggle with their weight and politicizing it so that people are silenced from any form of criticism. Now, the underlying text of critical theory has to do with silencing other people's opinions and what they have to say on a whole range of matters. Take this, no uterus, no opinion. Well, this is a Friends video segment from the television program Friends. I find it highly amusing and it brings a more serious point. Let's have a look at this. Oh, wait, is everything okay? Yeah, everything's fine. Well, you, you, your should come to the hospital. What, what was it? What happened? It's something called Braxton Hicks contraction. Oh, oh, <laughs> thank God, that's no big deal. Most women don't even feel them. Okay, no uterus, no opinion. <laughs> I don't know if you find that amusing. I think it is brilliant, brilliant comedy, brilliant timing, and makes a point. Particularly, we talk about male insensitivity to what women go through. Very, very valid point. And if it stopped there, that would be fine. Actually, no uterus, no opinion has become highly politicized. Men shouldn't make laws about women's bodies. All right. If you are a male working in the legal profession or in politics, do you really have no say? What about scientific facts? What about medical facts? You really have no say? And is this simply the imposition of the opinion of a dominant power group in society, that is, the Western cisgender heteronormative old white males? And even when it comes to such things as the abortion debate, it, it uh, moves away from life begins at conception or issues looking at the science to you have no right to say anything, you have no right to speak into this situation. What about FIFA? This uh, in 2020 with the tragic and unlawful death of George Floyd in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Many people 
adopted the Black Lives Matter slogan and many people also, particularly in sport and football, took the knee. I doubt whether all of those people or many of those people were wanting to buy into the agenda and the philosophy of Black Lives Matter as a movement, but many of them felt sympathy with this uh, as, as, as a social issue. Now, the question is, was taking the knee woke at work? Was woke taking and capitalizing on the sentiment and feeling in society and politicizing for their agenda? Well, you need to decide on that. Remember when the England team was fined for 35,000 pounds by FIFA for wearing poppies on Remembrance Day in 2016? Well, that wasn't okay, but apparently this is okay. So what I'm saying is that sometimes public life is highly selective in terms of what it's allowed to support or not allowed to support. Moving on to education, uh, we have here from Stonewall, which is uh, an activist pressure group, creating an LBGT inclusive uh, primary curriculum. And from their website, they say that the, this inclusion and celebration of difference, they want to bring it alive in primary school classroom with inclusive curriculum guide. From choosing set text in English to using LGBT inclusive statistics in maths, our curriculum guide helps you embed your inclusion into every area of the curriculum. Well, do you think that that is balanced? Do you think that Stonewall or the LBGT agenda is, is being overly pushed here? Do you not think that there might be some balance there? Are there other points of view? Well, we find when it, when it right, comes right down to it, it's very difficult for any other voice other than the voice which is approved of by woke to be heard anywhere. Now, um, one of the other aspects which we've already touched on is, is transgender. And so as soon as you separate gender from biological sex, gender is up here, not down there, then you are really creating a huge division and don't expect everybody to go along with it. Because if you separate biological sex from gender, how many genders are there? Well, as many as we want, that's what they say. Whether it's from two binary genders, male, female, with a possible reference to a very tiny, tiny number of people from intersex, uh, who belong to the intersex category, you can go from two or three to as many as you want. The last count was 100. The BBC films teach children of a hundred genders or more, so said the Times newspaper uh, in a recent article. And they go on to say that the broadcaster has accused, has been accused of sowing confusion in classrooms uh, by using materials to be shown to children as young as nine. And here we have some samples of LGBT flags. Repost this if you support LGBT. Well, there are a good number, more than a couple of dozen uh, genders there. So not only in education or in the media, but also in the world of business, in the world of advertising, for example. Today, people are employing diversity specialists to help companies become more conformed 
to the work agenda in the office place, the workspace, and also in advertising. So here we have woke at work in the in Marks and Spencers, LGBT lettuce, guacamole, bacon, and tomato, uh, put out to coincide with major LGBT events. How about good old Ben and Jerry's? Are they politicizing ice cream? Now more than ever, Vermont is for lovers, for lovers of marriage equality. Hubby and hubby. Now, what I want to point out is, is that we can think about these things, we can reflect on these things, and we don't have to have a knee-jerk reaction. We can say, what's really happening here? But the problem is, you can't discuss it. You can't debate it. You can't speak out about it. Otherwise, you will be cancelled. Many people are being cancelled or no platformed or even deplatformed because their views do not confirm, conform to woke or contemporary critical theory. Everything has become politicized and woe betide you if you speak out of turn. Freedom of speech and freedom of opinion? I don't think so. Now here we have an example from the United States of America where the Kindness Yoga Group was called out apparently on June the 29th, 2020 for, uh, because of uh, they did not comply with expectations concerning a woke agenda. They were criticized for their performance activism. Basically what they were doing was they were speaking on social media that they were supportive of uh, anti-racism uh, activists, but didn't do enough in real life to expand the community beyond white culture. And uh, there were loads of resignations. In fact, eight or nine of these studios were closed down. And this is, this is a yoga, a meditation center, a place where you'd expect there to be tranquility and zen, zen, zen. But no, racial hatred was stirred up in the midst of this. And this, this guy, he didn't charge people to go, only pay what you can pay, was bending over backwards to try and accommodate and understand. But in the end, he said, well, I guess I just, my white privilege, I just don't understand, I didn't, didn't understand well enough. Now, it's very important for us to try and understand, but believe me, there is beyond this sympathy, empathy, trying to understand, trying to be sensitive, there is an agenda, a very strong agenda. This agenda is strong enough to close down a gallery exhib exhibition in Toronto. Uh, there was outrage after a Toronto artist borrowed from a style of an acclaimed in indigenous painter. And on the Monday when it was announced that this uh, exhibition was to go ahead and then the owners and the uh, managers of the gallery saw what it was about, received many, many complaints by Tuesday, she had been cancelled and there was no opportunity for any comeback. And there was an uh, also uh, um, a cultural artist who was from the right cultural group he said that this artistic appropriation is a form of cultural genocide. Then we take the case of Kevin Price, a Labour councillor who resigned in October 2020. He was a councillor in the Cambridge City Council. He was also a porter in the Cambridge University in Clare College. And he resigned as a Labour councillor because he couldn't agree with a Liberal Democrat uh, statement which was which was tabled which said 
trans women are women, trans men are men, non-binary individuals are non-binary. Now, he explains, he said that I, I, I couldn't say this because in all conscience I couldn't agree with this and many, many women would be, he actually would send a, spill, a chill down the spine of, of many, many women. He felt strongly about it, he resigned and yet Clare College and the uh, students of Clare College wanted very much to have him lose his job. Varsity News said that this was not acceptable and made people feel unsafe. Now the universities, as you see, are not immune to this. So College Oxford uh, uh, told um, a, a speaker, history professor, that they were not just no platform, they were deplatformed. Selena Todd had been due to speak at the Exeter College event, which was marking the 50th anniversary of the Women's Liberation Conference. She was speaking on women's liberation, but her invitation was rescinded after she was accused of transphobia. And uh, basically, she had said something that did not coincide with or was not acceptable to the new activists, those who propose a woke agenda. And so it seems to me that freedom of speech is under threat for so many people in society, not just for us. Your rights end where my feelings begin.